Now, hang on here. Uh, I always introduce the podcast, and I feel like maybe I'm taking over a bit. So, uh, shall we have someone else introduce the podcast this week? Yeah. Have you... What about you, Dan? Oh, I thought you had someone there to introduce you. I got excited for a second. Um... No, I've got my cat here, uh, but he doesn't speak. Um, Dan, do you want to say a few words welcoming people? Okay, I'll give it a go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the news at Mix and Mojo, and in a few minutes uh, you can listen to that. Right, I can literally hear like a bird screeching in the background. Can you hear that? Yeah. Do you know what that is? It's, no. It's a cat. Is it? Yeah. So we've both got cats. Yes, there's a cat here, but he's he's in disgrace because he had fleas earlier in the week. This is exciting podcast news. Yeah. Um, what is a podcast for people who don't know? Podcast is uh, a bit like the internet, but where you listen to it instead of read it. It's a bit like a film, except you don't see anything. Uh, yes, it's a bit like a film. If It's like being blind. It's a bit like being blind. It's, it's like watching a film if you're blind. It's like going on the internet with a, a, some kind of drug that makes you only be able to interpret things through your ears. It's like floating over a field of rhubarb and breaking your teeth. That's probably the best analogy we're going to get, yeah. Yeah. And we are joined with Zarin in the studio. Hello. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Ah. Good to have you back. Last week you were dis- undisposed. You, w- you went to Brazil to do a conference. How did that go? Went very well. Um, Made lots of connections. Yeah, a lot. Great. Hopefully what happened a few years ago won't happen again, but, you know... The Brazilians, you never know with them. So. Yes, and we're also joined with you, the listener. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. It's lovely to see you again. I, I'm not going to get into that again. Um, <laughs> but it's lovely to have you listening to us, listening to me talking. It's great to imagine you doing all the things that you're doing. Um, and it's wonderful. It's so wonderful. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> you are amazing. Uh, shall we launch into the cook chase? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, we have three stories. The last Cook Chase podcast story was one story. Do you want to do the next story? The next story is that the Monkey Island Special Editions are coming out in Europe in retail. Woo-hoo! Sorry, I got overexcited there. Yes, we've won again in the LucasArts re-release kind of uh, stakes. And there's also uh, a video of the week which Tim Safer's dad features in. Yeah, I've not watched... That's it! That's the whole news, isn't it, again? That's the whole news. Um, actually, I mean, there is something else which I forgot to, to write about on Mixamojo. Probably I will combine it with this podcast update. Is The um, the Power of Monkey Island Part 4 has been released. Oh, really? Uh, that was done June 19th, so it's actually quite a long time ago. But if you haven't checked out... Um, the Power of Monkey Island, it's a radio play, which is like a ba- it's a play for people who are blind, basically. Yes. Um, we cater for a lot of blind people here on Mixamojo, and uh, you can download the radio play, which is all based on Monkey Island, um, from nightlightradio.net. And there'll be a link there in the news post, so that's very exciting. Excellent. You know, uh, you gave me a strange idea there, where it would be a special control pad for blind people, where each of the verbs for the LucasArts games were in Braille, and it would be possible yep. to play just by listening. Yeah, I'm sure that's possible. 
uh, and they should really get onto that. I mean, maybe that will be a new feature of the combo pack. Yeah, that would be um, great if it comes with the additional control pad that's just got sort of nine buttons on it. Yeah, and there should be a version that you can just control with your mind as well uh, for people who are paralyzed. Yeah, I think LucasArts are working on that, and that's why everyone keeps yeah. getting fired. Uh, it's actually quite exciting news for some people that there will be a little bit more stuff with the combat pack there'll be uh, some new storyboards and concept art um from the from the monkey island animated movie so that's actually pretty much i think the first official recognition we've had from lucasides that there was a monkey island movie it absolutely is yeah but uh, i mean steve purcell's been been putting images from this thing up on his uh, on his blog for a long time, hasn't he? He's been kind of he's not actually explicitly stated that this was what it was, but he's you know from quote a pirate movie and that kind of stuff is what he says. So I think yeah. we'll, we'll have seen some of this before, but hopefully there'll be some new stuff or at least uh, higher definition images. It'll be it might be quite nice. Yeah, the cat is out of the bag, uh, which is coincidentally what's happened in. Your house? Yeah, literally. Um, or the cat is in the bag, perhaps. I don't know. No, if he was in the bag, he'd probably shut up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's very exciting. Um, do you think that we're having like a combo pack? Uh, they've done a whole new cover art for it. Yeah, well, it sounds like it's coming out. It seems like they've done a classic Lucas company thing of, you know, holding back material so that mm. even though we've all already bought it, all the special editions in some form or another, um, you know, we're, we're effectively required to buy it again. Um, and uh, last week we were talking about Puzzle Agent 2, uh, which neither of us have played. No. Um, but uh, Roger has played it. Is that right? That's right. Uh, so what did, what did you think? What, did you agree with uh, the review that we posted on Mix and Mojo? Yeah. Are you going to say anything else about that? Yeah, Tingler is a fucking idiot. <laughs> Thanks very much, Roger. You've added nothing. You're welcome. Now, let's talk about something else. Uh, the other exciting news this week, of course, as it is with every week, is that Dave Grossman has written another poem. Right. Uh, and if you, don't, if you don't know who Dave Grossman is, uh, well, here's a little jingle to explain. He quit LucasArts in 1994 And ever since then He's been very poor now he sits in his house and writes poetry all day. His name is David Grossman. He's a really awesome guy. Do not criticize his poetry or you will die. Uh, the problem with that jingle is twofold. Firstly, it's a bit wonkaloid. Uh, you know, my singing isn't... Uh, people will be going, oh, he's doing comedy singing. No, that's actually how I really sing. Properly, that's my serious singing voice. Oh, really? Secondly, I, uh, I sort of imply that uh, Dan, uh, Dave Grossman, um, hasn't done anything since he left LucasArts in 1994, um, <laughs> apart from writing poetry and being very poor. Uh, but actually, he he does work at Telltale. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. He he worked on computer games with Don Gilbert at uh, Humongous, I think, making children's wasting his talents on uh, stupid children. Uh, and then he went to Telltale and, you know, he did, like, the Monkey Island series at Telltale. That's right. Stuff. But his main... I mean, I, I always think of him mainly as a poet. Uh, and he does a weekly poem. 
do you read his poetry, Dan? Uh, I don't actually, but um, I'm aware of it. I know that he had a book out, and uh, yeah, I you know I sort of if I start reading poetry on the internet, then that's kind of the end. There's too much of it out there. Yep. It was funny, actually. I mean, I, I met him years ago, like five years ago or something, back in, I think, 2007. Mm. And um, and he, uh, I was like, oh, Mr. Grossman, can I have an interview? And he was like, oh, not sure. Uh, okay, five minutes. Because <laughs> um, he was about to go into an important meeting. I sat, sat him down. And I and I said, gosh, crumbs, golly, gosh, gosh. I turned into Hugh Grant for some reason, <laughs> uh, which often happens when I visit America. Uh, and I said... Um, Gosh, yes. Um, gosh, there's a lot of computer games out on there. Um, it's a really big thing, don't you think? <laughs> and he and he and he looked at me like I was absolutely criminally insane. <laughs> and then I said, "Gosh, golly, crumbs, golly, golly! I haven't actually done this before. Golly, go- gosh, crumbs!" And he said, "What? You've never interviewed anyone before?" I said, "I said no." And he he nearly got up and left. Really? And then I thought. Okay, I've blown this. Already I've blown this. I'll just ask the questions that I actually want to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more interested in, because I hadn't played Sam and Max at that point. Right, right. And I had to interview him about Sam and Max, which was, I just made it up. Yeah, that, that's what I would have done. But I decided to ask him about his poetry, because I quite like poetry. So I was like, okay, well, you know, so you do these poems. So, you know, why do you do that? And kind of, what, who are your influences? And that kind of thing. And he was talking about how he was influenced by um, a mathematician, um, poet who I hadn't heard of, but um, it's quite interesting. And then he talked about like the relationship between maths and poetry, uh, and and then I and then our five minutes was up. So I said, okay, well, um, I guess we have to go now. And he said, oh no no no, we have all the time in the world. <laughs> I I I charmed him with my questions about poetry. So that's the thing. If you ever meet Dave Grossman, uh, start with the poetry. Even if he's like chasing after you with a knife, just mention poetry, and he will be like a. He he would be like putty in your hands. That's good advice. That's very good advice. There's a few people out there on the internet who uh, I think have been hassling Dave Grossman, and that they could do to learn the poetry technique. Yeah. You know that guy. That guy who 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 used to complain about the voices in Sam and Max should have put his arguments in poet. You know, he should have written a poem about the voice actors, and then maybe uh, he wouldn't have gotten all that trouble. Speaking of poetry, um. We are going to read out one of his poems uh, this week on the podcast. I'm not quite sure we've got permission to do so, but we'll do it anyway. Um, it's called Burger. A sultry disc adorned with char and cheese from out of goats. Mustard like a shooting star, green onion as a grace note. A savory, flavory merger, compatibility, though the definition of the perfect burger is anyone that belongs to me. So it's... Chilling, chilling stuff. It's, it's easy to cut through the literal kind of meaning of the poem and get to the, mm. you know, what he's really talking about here, which I think is clear, uh, is uh, his, the way the relationship between him and Ron Gilbert deteriorated when he went to work on those children's games. Yep. And then how they eventually worked to, together again on the Tales of Monkey Island. It's... Uh, it's a very well-constructed metaphor. Yeah, that, that, that's very true. And you've got the words like merger, compatibility. Um, but ultimately, the burger belongs to me, the burger representing Monkey Island. Right. He's saying he's claiming it back. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting interpretation. I mean, I, you know, um, you've, of course, you've got to remember, uh, to quote Michelle F- uh, 
Foucault, um, the author is a principle of thrift and the proliferation of meaning. Yes. And um, perhaps we're being too biographical about this interpretation. Um, of course, another uh, reading of the poem, which I think is very compelling, is that uh, it's he's talking about um, Africa, right? Africa. Oh, okay. And and food. So the merger uh, implies composite parts being fused together unwillingly. The savory flavory merger. Um, also, merger is a business term. So he's talking about the um, you know the companies that are uh, sort of bleeding Africa dry, really. Yeah. Um, the compatibility is the union of flavors. But ultimately, as the last line tells us, um, the perfect burger is anyone that belongs to me, me being the West. Right. So the, the burger, which is the, the, you know, the symbol of American imperialism, has to ultimately come back to the source um, that created it. Right, uh, I see. And, and it's so serious so saying that actually, you know, the, the world's uh, food resources should belong to America. Sure. That, yeah, I, see, I can see that reading too. Um, you know, it brings a lot of things to mind, you know, the sort of history of colonialism and slavery and this idea of, you know, um, the burger representing uh, exploitation. Uh, I think, yeah, it's all in there and it's very well constructed. You know, because I think, um, you may not have noticed this, but it also works as a, in a purely literal sense. If you were to interpret it purely as being about a hamburger, it it's, oh. it still actually works. You've got to bend a few of the lines, but it does still yeah. it does still work. That's interesting. It's it's interesting how kind of like there could be an interpretation that the the, re, the writer would never have dreamt of. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he sat down to write this, uh, in his poetry tower, yeah, uh, he would never have dreamed in a million years, in a trillion years, that someone would say actually maybe this is just about a burger. Yeah. So that's quite that's quite interesting. Um, I wrote uh, a rival poem. I, I like I like how you think of poetry in terms of competition. It's it is a competition, uh, and I think I've won. Actually, <laughs> to be honest with you, but I'll I'll li- let you be the judge of that. Okay. So this this is my poem, and I think I think it gets to the heart of the issue a lot quicker and and you know more firmly. So this is this is my poem. It doesn't have a title. Okay. The child eats a burger. I steal the burger with a side order of glee. The child blinks and dies with a whimper. I laugh, and the laughter echoes throughout time. I resurrect the child with my evil science. I fart, and the fart explodes into a supernova that transcends the eyes of angels, that burns for the sun, that falls from the sky, that swims to the burger I stole from the child. Wow. Powerful stuff. Did you get all the... The meanings there, the metaphors? No, I, I didn't pick up any of them. Well, basically, like, you know, the child represents Africa. Oh, I see. That's, that, that, that's basically it, really. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's, so you, you it's on the same theme as, as Dave Grossman's. Um, yeah. It's, it, you know, they're, they're both good poems. Um, I've got to admit that the primary effect both of them have had, and I think probably the effect that you were going for and the same effect that Dave Grossman was going for is that right now I really would just want to go to Burger King. Um, yep. And, you know, and... The, it's a wonderful restaurant. It is, indeed. A fantastic restaurant. And, uh, you know, Africa be damned. I need a, a burger. Yep. So that's a good, good way of ending the podcast. Have a happy burger. Pe- I mean, happy week, people. No, I think, I think everyone should have a burger. 
Have a burger. Yeah, I think anyone who doesn't have a burger by the time the next podcast comes out is in big trouble. Did you know that burger is the German word for happy? Is it really? Yep. Wow. Um, there's a lot of German words in food. Yep. Okay. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.